What's going on, comic book movie fans? My name is Jonathan, this is Comic Book Cinema, and today, on our countdown, we're going to go through the top 10 superhero shows. Keep in mind, this is my personal rankings. Everyone's not going to agree with me. As a matter of fact, most people probably will not agree with me. I'm a very opinionated person, I think, like most people, and I like what I like. What can I say? So without further ado, here we go. At number 10 on my list, I have Loki. A lot of comic book movie fans like this show a lot more than I do, and I get that, but this show certainly did not meet my expectations. Even though the show was short, it felt like there was a lot of filler and not very much action. I wasn't the biggest fan of Sylvie either. The coolest thing about the show was the introduction of Kang and getting a taste of that. You can probably mark that up to one of the biggest cameos in a comic book show ever. But at the end of the day, everything that happened in this show just kind of felt like at the end of everything, and after we got some of these other future Marvel films, it didn't really matter. Coming in at number nine, whew, boy, this is going to be controversial. For me personally, is She-Hulk. With an IMDb score of 5.2 and a Rotten Tomatoes of 85%, which is honestly shocking, most fans did not like this show. I, however, thought it was very fun. This show was sold to us as a comedic lawyer show, and I get that a lot of people didn't find the comedy very funny. But once again, I personally had a blast with the humor here. It was so cool to see Daredevil introduced into the MCU. Seeing his new costume and seeing him in action for the first time, I was very worried after seeing what they did to Kingpin and Hawkeye. But honestly, they made things work here with Charlie Cox's Daredevil, I thought. Tatiana Maslany is a very good actress as well. And I think that that translates when you watch this show. Had it not been for them having such a strong actress in this role, this show very well could have went off the rails very quickly, but I think she kept it together. The wedding episode and the finale aside, overall, I had a really good time with this dumb, fun show. At number eight, I have Luke Cage. This was in the early Netflix era for Marvel. The first half of this show was just utterly amazing. Mahershala Ali as the villain Cottonmouth was epic. The fact that they killed this villain... And not only did they kill this villain, but they killed him in the middle of the season was definitely not a good decision. And of course, things went downhill towards the end of the season. But just how great the first half of this season was alone is worth putting it on this list and makes it superior to most comic book movie shows. Not to mention that Mike Coulter is literally perfect for the role. He looks just like the character from the comics. At number seven for me, it's going to be Hawkeye. I didn't absolutely love this show. But over time, Kate Bishop began to grow on me more and more. I think that everything that we got from Jeremy Renner in this show was fantastic. There was a lot of cool action. Echo was kind of cool. I still really haven't seen anything from that character yet that's got me super hyped to watch a show about her. But there was a lot of cool stuff in this show. Them neutering Kingpin aside, we'll highlight the positives here. The tracksuit bros were hilarious. And I didn't think I would, but I ended up liking the LARPers by the finale as well. At number six, I have Invincible. A lot of people sleep on Amazon, but they have been putting out some really stellar superhero shows. We might or might not see another Amazon superhero show further up the list later on. This show is so dark and demented and gritty. I'm not usually one to watch and enjoy lots and lots of cartoons or animated features. But this show was really thought-provoking, really violent. Really awesome and really intriguing. The voice acting work done by these world-class actors and actresses was fantastic. And if the goal for a show or movie or any media of any kind is to make you feel emotion, oh boy, this show makes you feel a lot of it. 
At number five, it's going to be WandaVision. When this show first hit Disney+, Plus, it was a big deal. It was our first MCU show that we had gotten that was connected to the MCU. They played some games with our hearts by introducing us to Ralph Boner. That I did not like. But overall, we got a lot of really cool stuff in this show. We got the white vision. We got the introduction to us as an audience to Monica Rambeau, a.k.a. Photon. We also got the return of Jimmy Woo and Darcy and Agatha Harkness. Who thought that we would all be Agatha Harkness fans after this show came out? Marvel pulled it out, and they knocked a line drive with this one. At number four for me, this is my favorite current MCU show that's came out on Disney Plus so far. It's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What I love about TV shows is shows that have you on the edge of your seat, biting your nails if you do that sort of thing, putting you in a state where you literally can't wait to see what's going to happen next week. Well, buddy, that's what they did with this show right here. Lots of crazy stuff happened here. You had the John Walker arc. I didn't personally know much about the U.S. agent before this show came out. I did have a U.S. agent action figure when I was a kid, and I thought it was kind of cool because, oh, it's Captain America with a black suit. But man, this show made me a gigantic fan of John Walker. It also introduced us to Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, starting those building blocks there. I love the journey that both Sam Wilson and Bucky go on in this show as well. Baron Zemo. Man, this show is literally made by Baron Zemo. I definitely didn't love Baron Zemo from Captain America Civil War, but after seeing this performance and the character building that we got for this character in this show, man, I can't wait to see the character again. So many things were done right with this show. And yes, there were some negative aspects about the show as well. The Flag Smashers were not the greatest villains of all time. But overall, this show was really, really fun to watch. At number three for me is going to be Peacemaker. This is a show that I did not know that I wanted. So thank you, James Gunn, for giving me this show and force feeding it to me and making me love it. Because even the first episode or two, I was not completely sold. But I found myself somewhere around episode three or four just absolutely loving this gang of misfits. And once again, James Gunn is excellent at getting great performances out of former professional wrestlers. John Cena turned in an excellent performance here. Lots of really cool stuff about this show. If you have not seen this show, do yourself a favor, get HBO Max and check it out. At number two for me, it's going to be Daredevil. So it's a whole lot easier to pull off one really good season. It's not quite as easy to pull off two good seasons, and it's really difficult to pull off three good seasons. Well, add on top of that 12 to 18 plus episodes per season, and that makes this accomplishment really impressive. A lot of us casual fans didn't really know that much about Daredevil before this show came out. All we had in our brains at the time was the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Charlie Cox made us take this character seriously. The story was great here, and so many great characters were introduced through this show. They made Elektra cool. They introduced us to this layered, beautiful version of Kingpin. Quite possibly one of my all-time favorite villains on any comic book movie or show. Even Bullseye was awesome. And of course, the introduction of the Punisher in this series was very, very memorable. At number one, this may surprise a lot of folks, but I have The Boys. This show is not perfect, but it is the best thing that we've gotten on TV thus far. So many excellent characters. Billy Butcher, Homelander, Soldier Boy, Starlight, and Juan Carlo Esposito is always such a fantastic villain. This show almost feels like a behind-the-scenes look at superheroes and what their lives would be like in real life. 
It takes away that PG-13 cookie cutter formula that Marvel always puts on their stuff and really gives us a deep and dark dive into what it might be like to be a superhero. These heroes are faced with lots of difficult decisions. To say that this show is intriguing would be an understatement. And now we're currently three plus seasons in and things are still just as interesting as they were on season one. Well, there you have it, folks. That is my list. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Tell me how wrong I am and share your list in the comments. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Real Comic Book Cinema. You can find us on Facebook and you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash comicbookcinema. And we are now also available wherever you can find podcasts, whether that be Amazon Music, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Look us up, Comic Book Cinema. Until next time, have a great day.